Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. Thanks for joining the Sons of Saturday. Welcome in. My name is Pat Finn. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. We got Grayson Wimbish out in Los Angeles, California. We got William Raymond Mitchell out in San Diego, California as well. And we are the Sons of Saturday. We're excited because we got a fun, 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 fun two interviews here uh, for you today. The first one is with, are we putting James Mitchell first, Bill? James Mitchell, the pride. We'll do James first. We'll do James first. The pride of Big Stone Gap, James Mitchell, uh, joined us for an interview. Got to hear uh, his thoughts on the upcoming year and uh, got to hear about HC kickoff and a lot of other cool stuff from James. And we also chatted with uh, Braxton Burmeister and Brock Hoffman as well, the dynamic duo of roomies. And that was... uh, that was interesting and a ton of fun uh, with them. Unique interview with uh, with the the transfer roommate pair, uh, and they're they're a good combo. So we'll make you guys a deal. We usually do three big things. Today we have three big things. It's Brock, James, and Braxton. We got a lot to talk about that happened in college football, uh, but we will talk about that next week uh, on our podcast coming out Sunday night, August first. Uh, we can talk about Coach Fuente going on to the tech sideline, talk about our thoughts and insights on Jay Ham coming on our podcast last week, all of this Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC stuff that is just, you know, kind of hard to hard to even um, compress right now in my brain. But uh, yeah, so we're going to kick it off with some ads and then we're going to jump into those interviews. Guys, does that sound good? Does that sound good? I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to talk about the hub in Blacksburg. Uh, Head on over to the huboncampus.com slash Blacksburg. We talk about their facilities all the time. Uh, We have multiple, multiple folks that write and ambassadorship for us here at the Sons of Saturday that have signed leases to go live over at the hub on campus, Blacksburg. Um, And we wouldn't be sending you somewhere. We wouldn't send folks that work for us. We trust and we uh, and we we help. Um, So head on over. The flash special is I'll do my thing that I do every week. Head on over to hub on campus. Blacksburg. Uh, what do we got? A flash special, $100 off all four by four floor plans, plus get up to $700 when you sign. Contact the office for more details and let them know that the Sons of Saturday sent you. That is a message for me, the tail end of there. But please do it. Look, you like the Sons of Saturday? You want to help us out? We're helping you out. Please let them know the Sons of Saturday sent you. Boom. That's a hub on campus ad from Billy Ray Mitchell. Grayson, you got an ad for our guy over at Main Street Pharmacy up on Main Street in Blacksburg. You already know the Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our good friends down at the Main Street Pharmacy. Dr. Jeremy Counts has been nothing but gracious to the Sons. Uh, we love supporting small and local business, especially uh, over the course of this past year. Uh, go down there. They will take care of all of your prescription needs with a smile on their face at Main Street Pharmacy on South Main Street in Blacksburg, you are a neighbor, not a number. And that is a fact. Uh, guys, we're getting closer to the football season. It's all very, very exciting. If you guys don't have anything else, then let's get into it with Jimmy Mitchell, Braxton Burmeister, and Brock Hoffman.
right, everybody. It is Sunday, July 25th, 6.02 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we are here, and we're here with a very important guest today, uh, well-known across Southwest Virginia, the pride of Big Stone Gap, uh, Virginia Tech tight end, James Mitchell. James, what's going on? Welcome to the Sons of Saturday. Uh, not much. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Happy to have you. We'll kick it over to Bill. I know he's got some, uh, got some. Uh, oh, I guess this is me here. Bill, you just you just pulled a fast one on me. I switched. Uh, I switched it up on you. I switched <laughs> it up. Switched it up. So, uh, so James, you were down here in the Queen City uh, earlier this week. Tell us about the experience down in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff. Uh, it was an awesome experience for real. Uh, I was supposed to actually go last year, uh, but it got canceled because of COVID, obviously. But, you know, just getting down, getting down there and getting around other players, other coaches and, um, you know, just them asking about football and asking about the normalcy of it this year with full capacity and things like that. You know, it really just got me pumped up and you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to war with those guys. I got to ask it. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it looks like they fed you well. It also looks like you guys got to, to jump on a jet, uh, you know, for that just, you know, 100 plus mile trip. How is the, uh, the private jet experience? Uh, the private jet was it was fun. Uh, first time on a private jet. Turbulence was a little bit more than uh, when we fly to games and stuff, but uh, it was it was it was fun. We got there in like thirty minutes. So I got to ask. I, I wasn't gonna. So moving on from from these three interviews, I'm no longer gonna ask about last year. I don't like asking about it. I'm sure it was a pain to go through, but I want to ask you just for people that are listening and people kind of that um, that may not understand what it was like in the locker room or at school. How challenging was last year uh, just surrounding trying to stay focused, trying to do schoolwork, trying to put a season together? Um, what were some of the highs, some of the lows, and some of the things that you learned from that experience? Oh, yeah, it was definitely challenging. I would say the hardest part uh, for me personally was not knowing if I was going to be able to play, like going through the whole week of practice. Like our final COVID test would be on Fridays. And, you know, I'd have to go through the whole week uh, practice. And then that final test on Friday, you never knew if you were going to be able to play or not. And, you know, I've seen a lot of guys get pulled. Uh, we'd be in Friday night meetings and I'd see guys get pulled uh, from, from meetings and sent home because they tested positive. So that was definitely the hardest part. But, I mean, I think we learned a lot and I think it's going to help this team. we got a we got an older team now and I think uh, going through that is going gonna, it's, it's gonna to help us in the long run. So I'm looking forward to this season. So talk to us a little bit about, we're going to talk about TEU, uh, tight end university here. Uh, we had Dalton Keene on earlier. Uh, I was going to say earlier this year, but it's almost probably about a year since he's been on this podcast, but time's just been flying. Uh, talk to us about the genesis of TEU uh, and what it's grown, what it's come to be uh, as we look in 2021. Uh, yes. Yeah, so when I first got here, I mean, we, we had a good room. Uh, we had Dalton, we had Chris Cunningham, Drake. So we had, we had good guys in there. Um, but when I was getting recruited, you know, they, they didn't run a whole lot of 12 personnel uh, prior to before I got here. And um, when not, when they were recruiting me, they said, they told me that they wanted to get into more like 12 personnel, two tight end sets, and, you know, be able to do different things with me. And, um, you know, when I first got here, you know, I didn't play much. I was still kind of learning the offense, but um, sitting behind guys like Chris and Dalton and them just teaching me everything they know, that was, re that was really good for me. And then, follow it up to my sophomore year. That's, I guess, when the whole, uh, you know, the T-Unit thing came about. Drake Deulius actually came up with the T-Unit uh, slogan. So shout out to him. 
but uh, that's when that actually started. And then I think in a, I think it was after we played Miami, you know, the, me and Don had a pretty good game in 2019 against Miami. And in the interview, he said something like, uh, he said like, we were tied in university. And then it's kind of just been like, people have called us that, people have called us, you know, T-Unit. And I, it's been pretty cool. You know, we got good guys in our room and I love being a part of that room. You mentioned Drake DeUlis, uh, and uh, he's been one that's been mentioned by Coach Fuente a ton this year. But as we kind of look to the young guns or other guys that don't need to step up in that tight end room, who are some guys that have had a good spring uh, and are gearing up to have a good fall here to contribute in this upcoming football season? Uh, yeah, really, I feel like we've all had a all had a good spring. Um, Nick Gallo's continuing to learn and get more confident, as well as Drake. You know, he played a lot of uh, memorable uh good snaps last year for us. Um, so he's gaining more confidence. And then we got guys like Ty Eller and Cole Blaker who, you know, they know the, they know the whole offense, you know, they're starting to come along and just give us depth at position at that position. So. So coming into 2021, James, you're definitely, you know, one of the leaders on the team as a veteran, who are some of those guys, whether they were, you know, in the tight end room or not that you kind of, uh, you know, looked up to or saw, you know, you wanted to shape yourself out of, um, or shape yourself after, you know, to be a strong leader? Uh, like guys on the team now or? Guys on the team now or guys who, you know, had gone before you? Uh, I would definitely say Dalton King was a big one. Um, we kind of are the same in like how we approach it. Uh, Dalton wasn't, when I first got there, Dalton didn't really speak that much, but you could tell he was a leader by the way he worked and the way he acted. So that's kind of how I carried myself, um, especially after he left and tried to, you know, keep that going. But at, um, his uh, last year, his junior year, uh, he started to be more vocal. And, you know, guys, a lot of guys, all the guys respect Dalton. And so when he said something, you know, people really took that to heart. So I think that's kind of what, you know, Coach Fuente has kind of been telling me, like, um, you know, if you say this to somebody, if you encourage somebody, you don't realize the impact that'll have. So um, I'm looking forward to stepping more into that role and hopefully it'll make us a better team. So, James, what kind of role have you played in helping some of the younger guys develop? And are, are there any guys in the uh, 2021 season that you're particularly excited about? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I play a lot of positions. Uh, I play in the slot, play outside. So, you know, I actually do have some receivers that ask me some of the plays because, you know, I try to learn it as a concept, not just by one position. So, you know, uh, being an older guy and, you know, they see me do these different things. So, you know, they feel comfortable asking me and, you know, I just want, you know, because those are going to be the guys that take over the program in a few years. So, you know, it's it's important that they get to know this stuff now so they can start, you know, giving back and that sort of thing. And um, uh, Dwayne Lofton is probably one guy I'm looking forward to. He had a very good spring uh, for us. He's going to be a true freshman early enrolled. So, you know, he's strong. He's a strong for his size. He's strong. He can run. I mean, he's got good hands. So I think he could help. So uh, we're going to ask Braxton this about the jet sweep. We know Hokie Nation has strong opinions on the jet sweep, um, but it seems like you've scored like 29 touchdowns off of the jet sweep. So where <laughs> one, where does the tight end play a role in the jet sweep? And two, what does James Mitchell think of the jet sweep? The tight end, the tight end plays a role in the jet sweep more down in the in the goal line. You know, we we don't really see much action on the jet sweep outside of the five yard line. Um, but I, I like the jet. I mean, I've, we 
Rennes, since we got here, I'll block for it. I'll run it. But I'm trying to get Coach Corn to let me run it in the open field a little bit. I don't think he likes that, but, you know, I'm still advocating for that part. We'll see if we can get there. Um, so we heard a few weeks ago that you had added 8 to 10 pounds uh, to your frame this year to be better in the trenches. Tell us about the new student-athlete food court and also, you know, where else you've been grubbing. <laughs> Yeah, the new Donna facility is awesome. You know, uh, the chef that they hired in there, he's awesome. He, you know, he asked us for suggestions of what he can do better. You know, he's just really willing to work with us. And the food's awesome. It's a great space. Um, you know, guys hang out there in fellowship all the time. Like, it, are you quoting Coach? That's Coach Fuente's uh, favorite word. Are you are you pulling a pulling a <laughs> pulling that out of his uh, okay. out of his backpack? F- fellowship is Coach Fuente's favorite word. It's probably just ingrained in my mind. At this point. <laughs> in my fourth year, it's probably just it's probably just ingrained in there. But what was the second part? Oh, where else have I been grubbing? Uh the tight ends. Actually, the tight ends during the season, we either hit B Dubs or McAdoo's every Thursday before we travel. So that's kind of like. If McAdoo's or B-Dubs is too crowded, you know, we'll hit the other. But that's kind of always been like our Thursday uh, tradition. So those are two spots uh, the tight ends specifically like to go to. So I'm not going to ask you specifically what you guys got cooking because we're not going to see that until kickoff. Um, but a lot of people are throwing stuff around. Would love to see James line up at the X. Would love to see James get some more wi- uh, reps at wide receiver. I'm curious, as you've put on these eight to 10 pounds, what other aspects of your game have you really been working on? Whether that's something that the NFL has, has, has given you as an area for improvement, the offense is going to require from you this year or something that you just want to get better at in general. Uh, so the main things I heard back from the NFL were uh, inline blocking, which is where that eight to 10 pounds of, on my frame is going to help a lot. You know, just blocking those DNs that, you know, DNs is a lot different They're Those guys are tall and, 260 270 and they can run and they're strong so you know being down there that's that's going to be important for me that weight that I've added and that good weight that I've added uh, that's going to be important you know when I'm blocking blocking down there and just at the point of attack and that sort of thing and then the other thing that I got was um, you know separation on my routes and just my overall route tree Um, that was another the second thing I got back from the NFL so that's also been what I've been working on this uh, offseason and a lot of that has been, you know, keeping my speed. We got our strength staff does a good job, you know, balancing that out. Um, you know, when we add weight, making sure we don't lose lose our speed. We do speed training like tw- two or three times a week. So, you know, that's been a big part of that. And it's going to help me just staying quick and staying fast with the weight I've added. So we're moving on. This will be quick, James, because I know this is probably not your favorite thing to talk about. Uh, I want to thank you for giving the best response to the NIL uh, question that I have heard all season. I was fired up to hear it. I got to tell you, coming out of the tight end room, it's probably exactly what Dalton would have said as well. Uh, no nonsense, focused on the t- task at hand. With that said, though, as a leader on this team, how have you and the staff handled making sure that athletes, teammates are staying focused without really discouraging them? Because it is awesome. Their, their ability to do this is fantastic. So how have they both enabled you all to take advantage of it but the leaders and the coaches of this team making sure that we understand the priority is winning football games. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. I think, you know, he's just kind of, you know, like you said, enabled the leaders on this team. Like if we feel like it's getting, it's something in the locker room that that's all players are talking about, then like the older guys on the team, they got to be able to step up and, you know, kind of take ownership and like, you know, like the main goal is to win football games, but also 
you know, they've made it clear, you know, uh, the people in compliance are there to help us and, you know, to kind of navigate through what may be good and what may be bad. And I think that'll help out a lot because once you start digging and diving, you get caught up in the bad stuff. That's when it can start to, you know, you're trying to get out of this and you're trying to get out of that. But we got UNC this week. So, like, where's your focus really at? Is your focus, you know, trying to get out of a bad contract or is your focus on being UNC? So that's where compliance and all those people, um, all the support staff is going to come in, you know, just helping navigate in between what's good and what's bad. Moving on uh, to the coaching staff. Uh, if y'all haven't heard it, um, we had a fantastic interview with coach Hamilton. Um, he was great getting to know him. And then last year we did one with coach Fuente um, getting to know him as well. If you want to dive into the archives, but I wanted to ask you, I love asking all the players um, who is coach Fuente. What's your relationship like? And then do you have a favorite interaction or like one time one one in passing moment with coach Fuente that sticks out to you uh coach Fuente he's very he's a realist he's gonna keep it real with you um you know we've had a strong relationship ever since he's recruited me um I think he kind of just liked my my personality you know he knew what kind of type what type of guy I was what kind of family I was raised in um, but we have a we have a really good relationship. We can joke around, but also I feel like we both know when it's time to be serious, and he expects that out of me uh, when when to cut the joking and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I'll say the most interesting one is actually I think it was maybe a team meeting right before the 2019 season or something. Uh, he was calling out. It might have been names on the leadership council or something, but he was calling out names. And he got to my name and he said, he said, Jimmy Mitchell. And everybody was like kind of looking around like, who is, who is Jimmy? <laughs> because my, well, I think he said his granddad's name was James. They called him Jimmy. And my dad's name is also James. And they called him Jimmy. So I guess he just thought that, that I was next in line. I don't know. But I, I, I go still by Jimmy. That. He still call you Jimmy? Oh, yeah. All the coaches, all the, the only coach that doesn't call me Jimmy is Coach Shebus. Everybody else calls me Jimmy. He's even got the players calling me Jimmy now. So like that rules. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's probably the most interesting one. One I'll remember forever for sure. So you just said Coach Shebus. Now, I don't know Coach Shebus. I've heard Billy try to do the impersonation of Coach Shebus. And I always find myself like with a confused look on my face. Who is Coach Shebus? Who is he? <laughs> Coach Shebus, he's he's a character. You know, he's he's very animated. I'll say that he's a very animated coach. He's very passionate about about what he does. Uh, you know, special teams, whatever special teams, coaching the tight ends, whatever it is, he's going to be he's going to be very passionate, very animated. Uh, Friday nights during our meetings, he gets fired up. He gets he gets going. And, you know, we we're worried about him sometimes on those Friday nights because he gets so worked up. We, we think he's going to pass out half the time. But, you know, I love playing for him. He expects he expects the best out of me, which has only made me a better player and made our room what it is really just the standard that um, everybody expects out of each other in there. So, so shout out coach Chiefs. You're not kidding about the Friday night meetings. Cause I remember the first time that I traveled, uh, I think it was the, was the Miami game. Uh, and he was screaming at the, cause we're sitting outside, you know, they, they only have the special teams guys. He is screaming outside of the room. And then he has to take a second, catch his breath. And then he did the, uh, and then they, it was like my first time I ever heard it. And like, all right, everybody hug on everybody. And you just hear like banging and all this stuff and going on. And I, we, we entered the room and everybody was back sitting down. Some guys had some smiles on their face, but that guy, 
he has a, a an energy unknown to humankind. He he certainly is uh, is one of a kind. That is for sure. He 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 likes to get them going. He he he'll make you run through a brick wall for sure. I mean, those guys after he gets going on Friday nights, like you said, we do he he we do two hugs. But last year we did two like fist bumps because of COVID. But I think I'm sure this year we'll get back to the two hugs. And he he loves the internet <laughs> with that. Speaking of someone who I personally would run through a brick wall for, uh, we had Coach Justin Hamilton on the podcast last week. What what a guy! Uh, so my my question for you, I mean, obviously he he's the defensive coordinator. What kind of intensity does Coach Jay Ham bring to the locker room? I've seen the mic'd up back when he was safeties coach and everything, but I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, uh, I think you know he's a younger coach, so he kind of like. He relates, he tries to relate to us a little bit more. You know, he still like likes to make fun of us for like the music or whatever we listen to. He he thinks he's a lot older than what he actually is. I will say that. But you know, he like I said, he kind of relates to us and you know, he played at Virginia Tech. He he was a part of some good teams. So, you know, he can relate to us in that way. And, you know, just his passion and love for the game, uh, like with a lot of the coaches, is just it's unmatched. And, you know, he has a certain way of getting guys going and you know. Real genuine, and people people just love to play for him. And you know, even though I'm not not a part of the defense, you know, when he talks or when he speaks, like I'm always tuned into what he's saying because there's something there's something really important that you could probably take from it. So, James, we have an entire segment here that we want to ask you about. It's called Big Stone Gap, um, I, and I actually I have two two very close friends from Big Stone. <laughs> Gap. Uh, shout out Brooke Hubbard and Sydney Skinner. Now uh, Brooke Kish and Sydney Stockwell, married to to two of my very close friends. But um, James Mitchell, who loves Big Stone Gap more, you or Pete Morris? <laughs> Definitely me. But Pete likes to think he likes it more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if we were doing the if we're doing the power rankings. It's shot up. I mean, LPD used to be used to be the the, the hashtag that was on ever. I mean, we, we were putting LPD on offensive statistic uh, uh, tweets sometimes. And the DBU. The DBU uh, lunch pail lives here. But uh, Big Stone Gap, BSG, has gotten a lot of love recently. But um, transitioning from TEU over to uh, hashtag BSG in the Pete Morris Rolodex, uh, I want to learn more about Big Stone Gap. Uh, who are some of the most influential people, whether it's a coach, a teacher, uh, a mentor uh, from that area for you? Uh, for me, oh, that's that's hard. I've had a lot. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people from from that area that have impacted my life. Uh, first of all, my parents, you know, they're the reason I am the way I am. Just try to stay humble and, you know, on the down low and hardworking. Um, my sisters, you know, they always, you know. They try to bully me a little bit when I was younger, but that never worked. But, you know, they always come to my game support. So that's awesome. Um, coach, coaches. Uh, I'll start with my high school coach, Travis Turner. Um, he was actually the one. Uh, my freshman year, I didn't even – I wasn't really thinking about college football, to be honest. I mean, obviously, that was my dream. I wanted to play, but I was kind of gearing up for basketball season. And, you know, he came up to me and was like, I'm, I'm a senior film out. And I'm thinking – okay, like, that's cool, I guess. But he just, he's really the one that kind of got the process going for me. And, you know, he's taken me to camps, visits. I mean, he's really been good for me. And basketball coach, uh, same thing. Uh, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Obviously, I was not. He took me 
He took me all the way across the state. His name's Zach Moore, by the way. He took me all the way across the state for an AAU tryout. Just people like that that have just sewn into my life continuously. Um, a lot of my best friends, moms, giving me places to stay, giving me rides to games. Uh, Amy Slaggle, Tina Giles. Uh, actually, my head coach's wife, Leslie Turner. They've all just, you know, sewed their own little part into my life and just helping me, um, you know, become the person and player I am today. James. You drive back to Big Stone Gap. You got a couple days off. Where is James Mitchell hanging out? Where is he eating? What is there to do in Big Stone Gap? This is this is the hard question because there's not much to do in Big Stone Gap. Uh, most of the people in Big Stone Gap like to just hunt or fish, both things I do not do. So when I go home, you know, most of my friends, like in my class, I do have a lot of friends that are older, but most of the friends that kind of graduated with me we we're back at around the same time so you know we just like to go and hang out and we'll get a bite to eat usually we have to go out of big stone gap to get a bite to eat uh but if i am in big stone gap i usually eat at this place called kirkland's it's this spot down uh right downtown uh, it's got great food uh, i don't know i did an interview last year and they asked me kind of the same thing i always get the tea flan nachos from there so shout out to them you know they always I always get it at least once when I'm home. I'll go down to Kirkland's and, and get the tea plan nachos. So. There we go. Uh, last two segments that we have for you. This is rapid fire. Real easy. First thing that pops into your head. Um, this, is, uh, this is rapid fire here. So what's, what's on your pregame playlist? Favorite pregame music selection? Like artist or genre? Artist. Uh, Key Glock. Okay. Key Glock. Favorite movie of all time? Uh, I'm going to go... The Taken trilogy. Okay, wow. that, that is three movies. Uh, toughest, toughest practice matchup. Toughest practice matchup. Yes. Uh, Taiwan Garbit. Okay. Best show of all time. What are we binge watching on Netflix, Hulu? What do we got? Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Okay. Uh, what is your dream job? James Mitchell's not playing. Your high school coach doesn't send out your film. What does James Mitchell want to do? I want to be like a professional eater, like like a guy like go around and just have my own show where I just go and eat a bunch of good foods and just get paid for it. I work in reality television, James. We we can talk about that, man. <laughs> we can have that conversation. I can connect you to some people. I'm serious. That's right. Uh, if you could add a restaurant, place of business, Top Golf, something to Blacksburg, what do you what, what do you add? Probably like, oh man, is this supposed to be rapid fire? I'm sorry. Uh, probably like, uh, like a go kart or something like, that, or laser tag, something like that. Okay. Well, if you need laser tag, you got to go talk to Brock and uh, and Braxton because yeah. they're, they're, they're wrapping up their they're wrapping up their laser tag practice right now, so they they, they could probably help you out with that. Game this season that you're particularly excited about? Definitely the first one, UNC especially after the way it went last year and I'm ready to play. I'm re- and it being the first one, it's, it's going to be a good game. Sure. Uh, I guess you answered this one earlier. Have people always called you Jimmy? I, I think the answer is no. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, okay. Summertime in Blacksburg. What are you getting into? What's your like favorite outdoor activity? What do you do when you're not you know, working out and going over plays and all that stuff? Yeah, definitely like playing pickup basketball with the guys. Uh, like I said, I thought I was a basketball player at one point, and you know I still love to play and I still love the game. So, 
Favorite athlete of all time? Athlete LeBron James. Well, no, no, no. I'll take that back. Magic Johnson. What are your favorite pro sports teams? Uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Dude, you're the worst. You're the worst. You're the worst kind of person. Are you kidding me? I'm a LeBron fan. Okay. So. All right. I go to the Lakers. What about baseball? You're just gonna pick all the best. Yankee, just Yankees. I don't. I don't. I don't really watch much baseball, so I can't. Okay. I can't tell you on that category. Okay. All right. <laughs> you just pick the two biggest markets. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, and then last question from Rapid Fire. Uh, so, James, we've seen a little bit of fun, you know, jokey, fun sarcasm on Twitter from you sometimes. Who is your favorite teammate to troll on Twitter? Trey Turner by far. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Turner. Oh, man. Uh, the jokes write themselves sometimes with the TikTok. I got I to gotta tell you, the jokes sometimes are, are writing themselves on the TikTok. That's for sure. The, are you, you're, you definitely don't have TikTok. I have it, yeah. I mean, but you don't post. You're browsing. Uh, okay, I used to post, but I, I'm a I'm a retired TikToker, so okay. I just you, I just scroll for fun now. Okay. Videos. Okay. Uh, last segment that we have here for you, James, are letters from the lunch pail. Um, and the first one that we have, these are written in by fans. Uh, so Grant Watson says, "Question for James. I'm excited about this because because I know who I'd be taking. We've covered this a couple times." What group of guys from the football team are you taking to run the courts at McComas? Hypothetically, because I know Coach Fuente does not like the football guys playing basketball at McComas. So hypothetically. So like my starting five? Starting five. Can I include myself? Yes. I'm taking me, uh, Trey Turner, Breon. I mean, is that how many I name? Three? Three. Mm-hmm. Uh... I gotta have a big man, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I don't know. Silas or Luke? Gotta have a big man. Mm -hmm. Go Silas or Luke, and then I'm gonna go Tavion. Okay. I'm I'm gonna play the four. I'm a little. I'm a stretch four, so I'll, I'll play the four. Okay. Oh, this one comes from Patrick Lawrence. Away stadium you're most excited to play at this year? Definitely West Virginia, just because, one, I heard it's a crazy atmosphere there. And, uh, two, I've never played there before, obviously, or been to a game there. So I'm really excited for that one. Be careful. I heard <laughs> I'm, it's weird. I'm being serious. You, <laughs> you might get a few liquor bottles thrown at you. I, did, I heard that. That's what, that's what kind of gets me excited. I'm going to be ready to play that. Get you excited. Oh, I'll right. be fired up. But that's that's going to that's gonna get me going. Like, yeah. Okay. That game's going to be gritty. <laughs> Can't wait. For sure. Dale Kaiser. Dale Kaiser had, uh, had multiple. Uh, he sent a, a box from the lunch pail. Um, what is one new player to watch on offense and defense this year? Newcomer. Uh, newcomer, definitely, like I said earlier, uh, Dwayne Lofton. Got a camp man and – you know, just really performed well, both in the weight room and uh, on the field and in the school. Uh, so I think he'll be one guy to watch. Defensively, newcomer. Yes. Newcomer. Newcomer, I'm going to go Tay Daly. Okay. Transfer from Vandy. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's actually stepped in and, you know, become one of those leaders for us, actually. You know, he'll break it down for us. Uh, he's had some things to say. And, you know, he's one of those guys that when he talks uh, – 
like you you better listen up like because he has some important things to say and he means what he says and uh, I think he's going to be a good football player for us. James, what is your favorite uniform combination at Virginia Tech? And if you could bring one back from the past, which one would you bring back from the past? Uh, the favorite one I wore is definitely the UNC combo we wore this past year. White helmet, white jersey, orange pants. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more looks like that this year. I, I love that look. One I would bring back would definitely be the black jerseys that Tyrod wore when they played Boise State. Those were those were tough. Those were the ones I'd bring back for sure. The old heads love to hate on those, but those are one of the coolest uniforms we've ever worn. I love those uniforms. When I grew up, grew up watching that game, and it was on the it was all all the video games. I mean that that was definitely my favorite one of my favorite ones. Absolutely, John Earl asks favorite stadium you've played in so far, other than Lane, and what stadium would you want to play in if you could choose any? Uh, my favorite so far has definitely probably been Notre Dame's. Uh, I actually visited Notre Dame and went to a game there, but playing there is it's unreal experience. You know, just the history behind the whole place, and it got really loud in there. And you know, we were in position to win that game, but um, that's probably been my favorite um, one I could play in. That's tough. I mean, because you, I mean, that's tough. I'll probably say like maybe like a like a Penn State whiteout game or a LSU, maybe even like a Clemson night game, like one of those stadiums that just the atmosphere is just electric. I'd probably I'd love to play in that that kind of atmosphere. Fun question. James, what is better? Big game James or Jimmy Jukes? Definitely <laughs> big game James. That was that nickname's kind of been retired. Uh, we might have to bring that one back, but that was that came after a high school playoff game. So def- definitely big game, James. All right, James. We really appreciate your time today. This is time for Sharky shout-outs, and thank you. Really appreciated you coming on ahead of fall camp and uh, looking forward to this season. But this is your time. Where can people follow you on Twitter to hear your trolls? Uh, if you bring back the TikTok, where can we find them? Uh, this, this is your time, James. Yeah, I mean, y'all got to follow me on everything. Uh, my Instagram is jmitch, double underscore 82. My Twitter is... Jay, I actually don't even know what my Twitter is. I think it's J underscore Mitch82. So y'all follow me on all social medias. Uh, you know, trying to build my brand. Hopefully we can get right and uh, take this thing off, take the season off. James, appreciate the time, man. Good luck this year. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, everyone. Sunday afternoon, 6.40 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, we got some very special guests joining us here today. Uh, some of the one of the better roommate combos in all of the Atlantic Coast Conference. We have offensive lineman Brock Hoffman and quarterback Braxton Burmeister. Fellas, welcome to the Sons of Saturday. <laughs> Look at that. We're trying to figure out who's going to talk <laughs> first. <laughs> Appreciate you having us on. Question number one, uh, and to make this a little bit easier, we'll, we'll preface each question with who, who can answer first. So we had James on. Very easy to work with James. James, hey, six o'clock, boom, done. You guys, it's hey, we want to get you guys on. Ah, uh, we got intramural laser tag. Can we move this back? Sure, we'll move it back. I don't know, intramural laser tags running a little late. Can we move it back? You guys got to walk me through this this intramural laser tag league, Brock. What What is this? What did it start? Who's doing it? What What is the deal with this? Basically, uh, 
there is a laser tag place in uh, Christiansburg, and it's basically uh, duo matches. So me and Braxton go in there together, and we fight off all the local Christiansburg. So this members. this isn't an athlete thing. You guys just so roll basically. We, yeah, we made it up, and we play against little kids a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> This no. is like some Han Solo Chewbacca type crap, right? <laughs> so here. you guys, so you guys are pulling up, and and you're coming out all decked out in your gear, playing kids, and then their parents are like, "That's that's Braxton Burmeister and Brock Hoffman playing laser tag against my my twelve year olds after school." Yeah, yes. and and we definitely talk trash. To all the <laughs> that is fantastic. We are definitely going to need. Uh, need some pictures of you guys from the uh, from the laser tag uh, from the laser tag facilities, um, sure. but uh, yeah. So uh, wanted to ask you guys both transferring into Virginia Tech from other schools. Braxton from Oregon, Brock from Coastal Carolina. Uh, Virginia Tech has done phenomenal in the portal uh, with bringing guys in at positions of need and seeing success. Uh, starting with Brock, uh, talk me through the recruiting process and how it may have differed from the prototypical high school recruitment and why you chose Virginia Tech ultimately. Uh, for me, it was pretty easy. I kind of knew um, where I wanted to go uh, once I entered the portal because of my relationship with Coach Vice um, when I was in high school. Um, I would say the portal recruiting process is a lot different. Um, you know, with me, I'd already played two seasons, so it's you know, you kind of know what you're getting with me. It's not like a, you're a project, a high school kid coming out. But for me, it was pretty simple. Like, I already had a relationship with Coach Vice. Um, this was closer to home for me. And, uh, I mean, I, I kind of knew where I was going to go um, once I entered the portal. <clears throat> Is it my turn? <laughs> it's your turn, Braxton. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest difference between the portal and high school is uh, the portal is just really sped up. Um, yeah, everything sure. happens a lot quicker. There's not a lot of fluff around it. It's either you kind of talk to them, you have to know within a few weeks if they're going to give you a scholarship to play at their school or not. Um, my portal experience is pretty quick. It came down to a few schools, and I just felt like tech was the best fit for me. Um, had an official visit here. Loved the coaches, loved the guys, and just figured out this is where I wanted to be. And it's a little different because, like, high school recruiting, I feel like, obviously, like, teams are looking, you know, to target specific positions. But, you know, you're really trying to fill a whole class. Like, when it's portal, like, you're looking for that specific need, you know. So, a guy group, Braxton, is definitely sped up. As when you guys – and when you guys arrived to Virginia Tech, I got to ask, how did the – how did you guys decide to be roommates? And what's going on in the Braxton Brock house? Do we have Nerf basketball set up? Is there video games going on? Aside from the from the laser tag, uh, Braxton, we'll start with you. What is the Braxton Brock uh, household? What's going on in there? Uh, we originally decided to live together. I DM Brock on uh, Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, and said, hey, we're both going to school. I mean, we're both new. We might as well live together. And uh, And then – in 2019, Ryan Willis moved in with us. And so we just hung out, played a lot of video games. Fortnite was a big thing back then. Mm -hmm. So we were playing Fortnite. We had a big open living room. But uh, Brock actually didn't like me at first when we first moved in. He thought I was a weird California kid. I used to, like, wake up and drink tea and meditate. And he would he thought there was just something completely, <laughs> completely wrong with me. But we, uh, 
we didn't we didn't get along until probably like three four months in and then he realized that he enjoyed some of the things i was doing too now you got brock drinking tea and doing a <laughs> downward facing dog on the yoga mat on the back on the back porch yeah so it took it took him a, lot, a while but he came around and now we're best friends we're inseparable uh we got what we got in here right now we probably got some nerf guns hanging around we we just we're basically little kids at heart, but yeah, they weren't kidding. I think the thing that made me dislike Braxton early on was he's sarcastic <laughs> as shit, like sarcastic <laughs> as shit. And I didn't really like. I don't know. I guess I wasn't used to it. So once I kind of came around to that, you know, hopped on the veggie and. T train and the yoga mass. I mean, there you go. It, it kind of rolled from there. So I will say, look, I don't mean to get, I don't mean to get all hippie on you, but the the wellness and the self uh, self reflection, it is important, and it's hand in hand here in California. I've definitely been uh, more self aware since moving to the Pacific time zone. I'll stop because Pat's gonna, Pat's going to cut me off if I go to <laughs> California here. So uh, Pat, go ahead, buddy. Billy spends like sixteen minutes on every episode talking about California. Um, <laughs> I've lived here two and a half years and I don't even talk about it as much as Bill. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, so Brock, I saw, I saw some of the coaches today tweeting. Actually, a lot of people are tweeting this hashtag hard hat hunt 21 earlier today. Uh, were you guys involved in that at all? Do you know what that's about? Yeah, I was over there. Um, basically it was a like scavenger hunt that like a, player on the team like had a group of recruits and they had to go around to different places um there was one it was talking about pylons but it was saying something like when you hit them on the field you score and then there was something else referencing it off the field and like so basically I guess you had to go figure out the riddle go to that spot on campus and then take a picture and put that hashtag up all right you know nice little nice fun games for uh for the folks yeah, no, they were I mean, uh, Tavion had his group, and they they were sprinting to and from the sites, and they were like on the golf carts. I mean, they were zooming on campus, and like they were hopping off. Like, I mean, it was it was awesome, but it was fun to see them like driving around, racing each other. So, I, I figure a, a scavenger heart, a scavenger hunt with golf carts is next level. Uh, yeah. So that must have been a good time. Um, sure. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump into the nitty gritty here, um, Braxton. Coach Fuente uh, earlier this week said he has, you know, he's feeling the most confident about the quarterback position and throwing the ball around than he really ever has been since he's been at Virginia Tech. Uh, why do you think he's saying that? I think we had a we had a real good spring ball. We have uh, great weapons on offense. You just talked to one of them and James Mitchell. Um, we got Trey Turner and Tavion Robinson. Uh, we got Jaden Payu coming back from injury. So our receiving our receiving core is big time. Our tight ends big time. Um, so if I just do my job, I mean, it is going to be a pretty good passing game. So that's that's what I'll say about that. Clean and cut, uh, Braxton. Another one that uh, that we saw from the media this week. Uh, Mike Nizioliak put out an incredible article interviewing uh, your quarterback coach this past week. Uh, and in the article, he mentioned that you had actually taken up some some UFC training. Uh, so Brock, it's probably good that you didn't act up on some of the the smart smart remarks because there mm-hmm. might have been some some jujitsu had. Uh, but just want to uh, can you tell us a little bit about this this UFC thing? 
Uh, what made you start doing it? Are you still doing it now? What has it added to your game? Uh, yeah, I've been doing MMA training since a long time ago, like when I was little. And uh, start off, my mom used to do uh, kickboxing and her trainer fought in the UFC. And I used to go in there when I was little and just hang out and watch. And then so I was like, oh, that looks fun. I'm going to start doing it. So I've been training with him. His name's Shannon Gugarty. He uh, fought in the UFC a while back. And I've just been training with him ever since. Go and do kickboxing. He has his own gym now. And uh, go in and roll jujitsu sometimes whenever I'm home. It mostly only happens when it's home. But I actually got Brock into that now here. And he goes over to Team Mannion in uh, Blacksburg and, and does some stuff with them. And so, I mean, I think it's good just to cross train and get your mind off of football a little bit and and just go in and get a workout in without everything being lifting weights or throwing the football. Heck yeah. Love that. Uh, and Brock, this one's for you. Uh, serious business. I've said it on the podcast before. Uh, I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty common, common thought. Favorite part about your game, man, you're nasty. You like to get after it. Um, you know, just, just abusing guys at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think it's a huge part of what makes you the player you are. Uh, but I wanted to tell a little bit of a story because I think you had a little bit of a similar moment this year. Wyatt Teller, who is an absolute stud uh, for the for the Cleveland Browns now, he had a game early on in 2016 against the University of Tennessee, uh, where in camp it was a little bit of an issue. And against the University of Tennessee, I think he had three or four uh, chop block penalties. And that was a huge learning experience for him. Coach Fuente actually ended up, ended up pulling him out of the game, talking to him about it, sitting him down. Uh, and he took that really well. Obviously, he's gone on to be an all-pro in the NFL now. Uh, with your nastiness, sometimes comes a little bit of nastiness after the whistle. Uh, has that been something that's been a point of focus uh, for improvement? And how have you kind of looked uh, to get better in that regard? I think it's something that, uh, I focused on more in the last game of the season after the Clemson Clemson game, you know, after I got pulled out uh, about into the third quarter. Um, I mean, for me, like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, think about not getting a penalty or think about not playing nasty. Like, cause if not, then I'm just going to be soft. Um, but I think, you know, I really found it in that last game and I found it in other games before, but like, I just got to know when to stop. And um, I think, you know, in that last game, it was really, really clear that I played nasty, didn't have any penalties and um, just kind of went for it. So. And Brock, you know, we just actually talked about it, man. Uh, Braxton uh, alluded to it. We've seen some videos of you uh, putting on the boxing gloves and doing some sparring Mm -hmm. uh when did you pick the sport up and has that helped with your football game at all like I imagine the hand-eye coordination in some capacity um when did you pick it up yeah no Braxton put me on it in January yeah January um and then I reached out to team Manon uh in Blacksburg and they they told me to come in and I don't I don't do any jujitsu I just do boxing you know striking and that but um for me uh after the season like I was about 325. I wanted to get down so I could be faster, better in shape. So I did that to help help with that. Um, I'm down to like 305 now. Um, I also did it to obviously help my punch, which I feel like I definitely saw the trend or it translate in spring ball, which and I've been doing it all summer. So I think it's going to continue for fall camp. Um, and I think it's just helping my overall body control and footwork. So 
I think it's been extremely beneficial for me. Sure. I mean, I, I think people always forget that like a huge part of boxing is footwork. Like, yeah. uh, you know, how that translates to the football field. That's awesome. Yeah. Braxton, I, I, my question for you is when you decided to transfer from the University of Oregon, I mean, you had mentioned earlier the coaching staff was a big part of why you came to Virginia Tech. As a kid from La Jolla, California, on paper, it's probably a lot easier to stay close to home. What influenced your decision to go transcontinental and, and wind up in Blacksburg? Um, definitely, definitely the coaches and, uh, my, uh, my mom's family is from Maryland and my dad's family is from Virginia. So I got people out here that I know I've traveled out here a lot when I was a kid. And so I was pretty comfortable with the East coast. And so that really, this distance from home never really played a part in any decision for me. And then, so it really just came down to after leaving Oregon, I just wanted a coaching staff that I was comfortable with. And when I came on my visit, I sat down with Coach Porn. Me and him hit it off pretty well, and then me and Coach Fu hit it off really well. So I just felt like this was the right place because of that. Sure. Uh, and when you got to Virginia Tech, kind of piggybacking off that question, was there kind of any culture shock? Like, we've talked to Oscar Bradburn. I mean, he came from Australia, so naturally there's going to be a huge culture shock there. But is there anything, like, anything that happened to you in particular that made you think, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not on the West Coast anymore? Uh, when me and Brock first moved in, we lived across from what I am assuming is a slaughterhouse. So that, that was a little rough for me, (laughs) but besides that, uh, nothing really, I mean, it's a lot more trees and and different stuff like that here. And there's no ocean, but that was the first time I was like, wow, I'm not, I'm not in La Jolla, California anymore. I, and I, it sounds like Brock had his own culture shock, waking up to you drinking tea and meditating. So there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a fun question. Uh, fun for me because I, I, I always address this, uh, try to try to do my best to address it, but I'd love to hear it from a quarterback uh, or your perspective, Brock as well. Um, two schematical questions for you. And this is prefaced uh, by me saying Braxton, I see that you don't have Twitter probably for the better. It's a cesspool. It's gross. Not a, not really a, a fun place to be, but two of the topics that come up the most and that are debated by all of the offensive coordinator fans that we have here uh, in the Virginia tech fan base are why are we running so many jet sweeps and why do we run quarterback dive on third down and long? So I want to ask you as a quarterback, as you look schematically, what is the benefit of running the jet sweep throughout different situations during the, uh, during the offensive progression. I'm pretty sure if you go back and look at the stats, I think jet sweep was one of our most productive runs over the last like five years or something. I'm pretty sure it's like eight yards carry on jet sweep right now. So um, that's why you run that. If it's getting eight yards carry, I'd run it every play, but, um, and then the third day, what I try to explain to people that people don't really understand is that we're not getting in the huddle on third and 12 and saying, all right, guys, QB dive, QB dive on one break. Can you explain to folks when you step up to the line of scrimmage, how many different things are you looking at that dictate, okay, how many guys are there in the box? What matchup do we have on the X? What matchup do we have on James Mitchell? That determ- that There are different things that go into determining what we're going to run on that given play. Yeah, 100%. We're checking the safeties, checking the front, checking the box, um, trying to figure out what coverage they're in, uh, what personnel we're in, how everything matches up. And um, 
I mean, there's, there's a ton that goes into it. What, how much time's left in the game, what the score is, what we're trying to do with ball control, what we're trying to do. Are we trying to play the field, <clears throat> the field game? Are we trying to make them have a short field when we punt? Are we what, like, what exactly is going on? Are we in our own territory? So, um, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot more that goes into it than, than what people really see on TV, just watching. And, um, I mean, goals always to put up points and, and I hope we do that this year pretty well. Transitioning into the NIL, Brock, this was the story of Twitter all week. Uh, I think we got on about a week and a half ago talking about the NIL, and we were talking about our dream uh, NIL situations, and I think y'all just just made it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Partnering up with uh, Black a Blacksburg barbecue company. I'd like to understand how were you approached? What's the deal? Um, just kind of walk us through how, uh, how that's gone for you. Well, I was on Instagram and Kyle Chung, I guess, tagged me in a comment on one of their posts. So I saw their their page and I saw it like it looked new. And then Trey Turner sent their Instagram to me. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to DM them and reach out and see what's up and see see what they can do. And yeah, I mean, right as I DM them, they were pretty open about it and they were like, yeah, like we'd love to have y'all in and love to have, you know, be like the official barbecue spot for y'all's O-line. And um, they agreed to feed us like once a month. And they said that could go up depending like how much interaction they get with that. And I think they they really did get a lot of um, like views and interactions with it. And I know I've talked to two people um, or two people have approached me and said that they've already went and ate there since, since they put it out about us. So um but yeah no i mean the place was awesome like right as i picked up the ribs like it was falling off the bone like i was i was all in like i mean it, it was a pretty good place and um no i loved it and then braxton transitioning to you uh how are you viewing i guess this is a question for both of you but we'll start with braxton how are you viewing this nil situation from a standpoint of allowing and encouraging teammates to take advantage of this awesome opportunity, but making sure everybody's still focused on the task at hand, making sure that they're focused on football, winning football games and getting their job done on and off the field. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a big deal. And um, I can just go off of our locker room right now. And I think all of our guys have been pretty focused and know that football football's first. And um, obviously we have some guys getting some good opportunities, some good deals. And um that's awesome. And we're always going to support them. And as long as we know that they're going to show up to practice and be ready to roll and that's what their mind is focused on, then, then I'm good. And that's what, how it has been so far. So I think it's been good that the, that the players can finally start getting paid off of, off of their social media and the stuff that they bring to the table. So that's awesome. And, but to do so, we also have to go out there and win games. Brock, any thoughts there? I'd love to know what Coach uh, what Coach Vice's thoughts are on the uh, on the NIL as well. You know, he makes his jokes. You know how he is, like his little smart remarks. But um, no, I think I think um, I agree with Braxton. I think everybody's pretty focused on. You know, we have the potential to be a really really good team this year, um, and that's that's the main focus. Um, I agree with Braxton. Like, it's awesome that people can now you know, benefit off their social media and, and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like we came here to win games. So. All right. So we're going to move on to, uh, we're going to move on to rapid fire here, guys going to have some fun here. First thing that comes to your mind. And again, we'll set you guys up for success. We'll go from left to right. So Brock, you can go first and then Braxton, you can go second. 
but the first thing that just pops into your mind after the question. So first, (laughs) what is your favorite pregame music selection? Oh, um, this is not very rapid, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's, let's, uh, break stuff by Limp Biscuit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. That is the best answer of all time. Yes. Brax is about to follow up with some Mount Joy or Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Or, that uh, gets me so fired up, Brock. Awesome. That rocks. What do you got, Braxton? I normally go uh, Fleetwood Mac. Lovely. Or, Very different vibe. Yeah, or like Mariah Carey or something something softer where I can just dance a little bit, loosen up. <laughs> Very nice. I do, I do have Fleetwood Mac on my top five uh, artists of all time, so not, we, can, we, we, can, we can vibe with it. I don't know about before a football game, but. All right, I'll wrap uh, it for right now. Let's roll. All right. All right he's, lock, he's locked, locked in. in. He's locked in. Best movie of all time. Step Brothers. Talladega Nights. Okay. Two feral fans over here. All right. Will Ferrell and uh, what's the other dude? John C. Riley. <laughs> uh, toughest practice matchup. Now? Now or not now. It's up to you. It's rapid fire. What's the first thing that pops in your head? Uh, I would probably say right now it's Jordan Williams. Okay. Jamari Connor. Jamari Connor. <laughs> Best television show of all time. The Sopranos. Great pick. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. You don't know. The world may never know. All right. So dream job. So we're not, you know, football. Let's let's say you guys never took up football. What is your absolute dream job? And it could be after football too. Or after football. That's true. Fighting the UFC. Yeah. I okay. Say, I was gonna say like be like the heavyweight champion of the world, but yeah. Okay. Is there a lot of fake wrestling fights going on in this house? Is are, are, you guys aren't gonna get? Uh, you guys can't can't get hurt here. We got a. I've got him in some triangle chokes, but he doesn't really have a neck, so he doesn't tap. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Uh, this one's so this one's just for Brock. Uh, funniest coach vice phrase. Um, I like when he takes words. And uh, and changes them to end with ificate or ly fastly uh, moveificate. He does yeah, a lot of like he'll, he'll say like betterment or betterment. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Vice will just yell like kill shit before like every time. <laughs> like, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> uh, celebrity crush. Start with Braxton. Great question. I'd love that question. I didn't answer that one. I didn't answer that one. <laughs> we're both, I guess we're both not allowed to answer this one. Okay. Okay. Sons of sons of uh being uh being good guys. I I can admire that. <laughs> good, job. good job. Don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Favorite downtown Blacksburg restaurant. Cabo Fish Taco. Dude, you're gonna get Grace and Angry. Grace Thumbs down that place. I think it's good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Thumbs down. It's terrible. The cellar. The cellar is fantastic. Good choice. Great pick. Who do you hate more, Carolina or UVA? Both. Good answer. I like that. <laughs> if you could add anything to Blacksburg, what would you add? What is Blacksburg? I'd say ocean. A water park. Okay. Water park. 
Uh, awesome. <laughs> a massive water park, like big slides. Okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. Dave That's, Busters. Dave Dave Busters. I, gotta, I gotta ask about that. <laughs> Have you guys seen the new players lounge? We haven't seen it. I, I know coach Fuentes themed it after uh, Dave and Busters. Is it blocked off? Like you can't go in and see it at all. Yeah. It's yeah. like under construction. They got like the, it's like blocked off. I yeah. tried the other day and they yelled at me. So. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Summertime in Blacksburg, what do y'all get into? Like, what's leisure activity? You going down to the river? You going downtown? What's the move? Cascades. Cascades and tubing down the river. And if you can see, if you <laughs> go, can go, see go. any artist, you skip my question. If you Sorry, can see any artist live, who you seeing? ACDC. Great choice. Even now, they're like 70. I wouldn't yeah, see like him now. Eighties, though, like like okay. in their prime. Okay, like, like time travel. Rax, um, Kevin Gates. Wow, that didn't did not see that coming. Uh, <laughs> I did not see I did not see that coming. Uh, all right, so here's our last two segments. Um, Pat's not going to love this segment, but I wanted to include him uh, for not being on the uh, on the golden golden coast here, and we'll even start with uh with the east coast and uh, and the state of carolina um if you're familiar with sons of saturday you know that sometimes we get derailed we talk californication this is now warranted but we'll start with statesville it's 41 miles north of charlotte north carolina brock what are some of the recommendations that you have uh for my guy patty smokes if you're to make it up to statesville or did you have somewhere that you would frequent in charlotte uh if you if you drove south a little bit are we talking like we're we talking food, food vibes anything you're just hanging out in statesville what's what's going down uh i mean in statesville i don't really like go into town um i'm big on like just staying out on my 36 acres of land and like shooting guns and kind of hanging out there but i mean i guess if i was gonna go to charlotte uh there's like an axe throwing bar i like um i'd go to carowinds I guess. I mean, I don't really know. Is that an amusement park? Yeah. Big amusement park guy, Brock yeah. Hoffman. The water park and likes to ride the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we're moving on to La Jolla. Uh, I am a stone's throw, 6.3 miles from La Jolla Country Day High School. Beautiful facility over there, I must say, Braxton. Absolutely top of the line. Uh, can you give me some must-see spots up in La Jolla, where did you surf? Uh, I'm going down to Tourmaline. Uh, I am standing now for those of you that are that are that are curious. Uh, where am I getting burritos at? I've done Don Poncho's over in IB and Valerie's in Pacific Beach, but I'm living here in Pacific Beach now. What do I what do I need to do? Uh, OB Noodle. You've been there okay. yet? OB Noodle. I'm writing this uh, down. Then Sushi Nico San in La Jolla. If you like okay. sushi. Uh, the Louisiana purchase is good. Fried food, stuff like that. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, I haven't had any good barbecue or uh, that. I don't, I don't like soul food. I'll go, but I'm going to give you an honest review here, Braxton. All right. Um, surfing, we go La Jolla shores, but, uh, down by the pier. Okay. You gotta go to the right. When you get to the La Jolla shores, go to the right. Okay. Um, I like to go mission Bay, go paddle boarding. Um, a lot more to do there than there is in Statesville. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, didn't we we drove past Braxton's high school and it like you can see the ocean, 
or something from there. I actually, like, that wasn't actually it. That uh, was okay. La Jolla High. Yeah, we went by La Jolla High, which yeah. was also very nice. But uh, but no, it's uh, yeah, man. I don't know if I'm I'm ever if I'm if I'm ever leaning if leaving if I'll take uh maybe I'll take up some some UFC stuff. But I uh, I'm absolutely loving it out here, man. I definitely uh I de- I def- I definitely get it now for sure. And if you're um, PBOB noodles, the spot, man. Okay, I've heard people say OB Noodle before. Have you been to uh, Dave's Hot Chicken? Yeah, that place is fantastic too. I love that too. Um, Have you been to Bubs, uh, Braxton? That's the Virginia Tech bar in Pacific Beach. I've, I've heard about. I guess my mom walked by there one day and saw a bunch of Virginia Virginia Tech stuff there. That's where the San Diego alumni chapter watches all the games, and they show the hell out. Like. Yeah. We'll have some content. We'll have some content yeah. up on the gram for you this uh, this fall from Bub. Yeah. Uh, so our last section: letters from the lunch pail, fan written in questions, uh, and then uh, we'll send you guys on your. Uh, I know you guys had some laser tag planning or or something something going on, but we'll see. I got I got one question when we're done too. Okay. All right. We'll save. We'll save your question for last. Excited. I can't even imagine what that's. I don't know what we're pointing at, but I'm. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're interview. interview you. Oh, oh take <laughs> the stage out of the stepbrothers. This is stepbrothers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We'll go, we'll go one for each of you. Me and Brock will both think of one question for all okay. three of us. All right. All Love right. It. Love it. Wow. wow. All right. I, I won't say I'm thrown off because I'm never thrown off, but I'm definitely intrigued. But we'll go to letters in a lunch pail and then we'll go from letters from Brock and Braxton. Uh, go ahead, Pat. Take us away. All right. So this first one is for Braxton. I actually submitted this one. So after our first game against NC State last year, uh, you know, you came out with a hand cramp and, you know, ate the mustard packets. You were prepared. Your mom was prepared. She brought the mustard packets to remedy the, uh, the cramp. Um I hit up our graphics guy. I said, Al, we need a graphic with Braxton Burmeister's head on a mustard bottle because we got Braxton Burmustard. And we tweeted out and put on Instagram the image of your head on the bottle. What were your thoughts on the nickname? Do we like it? Are we going to see any more Burmustard this fall? I mean, hopefully not, right? (laughs) I'd prefer prefer not to cramp and come out of the game again, but... uh... Yeah, so I guess I don't I don't like the nickname because of what happened. But I mean, it's definitely creative and I applaud you for it. But yeah, I'd prefer I'd prefer not. Uh at I'm going rover as who of the young offensive linemen is the next guy. Have heard some hype around Parker Clements and Caden Moore. Brock, this one's probably well, no, th- this one definitely applies to both. Definitely for Brock. Definitely, but yeah. I think um you got a guy like Caden Moore who's come in and early on, you know, struggled to kind of learn the offense as like a whole and kind of see it from a big picture. And as he's grown and I've worked with him a lot, uh, I think he's, you know, starting to play more confident in that because I think he has all the the ability in the world. Um, and I mean, he's got a pop to him when he gets to that second level, like I haven't seen before where he can take linebackers and just dump them over. Like it's nothing. Um, but I think, you know, the more he keeps working and I keep working with him and he grows throughout this season, I think he'll definitely definitely be the next guy. Question comes from Patrick Lawrence for Brock. Who is the toughest guy to block in the ACC? Amari Barno. Yeah, I would definitely say Amari. Um, I mean, the dude's a freak. He's probably 6'5". He's put on a lot of muscle now, getting more comfortable in his um, – 
and his technique and his moves and all that stuff. And he's definitely going to be a menace to block for tackles this season. Follow up on that. Any guys uh, in the coastal who stand out to you as well? You're trying to get Brock to compliment somebody that's not playing for Virginia. I'm really not. I'm really not like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to like comment or like say anybody. Go uh, check uh, Brock's TikTok he just posted today. We will check out his TikTok. Check that out. You guys are telling us a lot to do on our podcast here. You guys are doing the interview and got the TikTok. We will check it out. Stop, stop talking. Stop talking. Show your mouth. <laughs> our, our third roommate is Amari Barno. Okay. Okay. Um, so Dale Kaiser asks one new player to watch this year on offense and defense. I would definitely say the defensive player is Jordan. Um, I think Jordan's going to be a really good defensive lineman for us this year. I think he's going to definitely hold it down in the middle. Offense, I go uh, Dwayne Lofton. Yeah, uh, I'm. James said the same. We've yeah. been saying it on every podcast that we are fired up for our guy D Loft. I got it. I don't mean to take all the credit, uh, but he did come on the podcast previous to uh, arriving at Virginia Tech. So. Um, that may uh, may contribute. So we're excited. Also, uh, one more go, uh, Kelly Lawson on offense. Yes. Can we can we talk about that for a second? Um, so he's moved to wide receiver. Is is he is is it looking natural? Is he super raw? How how has that how has that transition gone for him? Um, I mean, at times he looks very natural. He looks good, and then obviously at other times just a little rust. Um, he's definitely raw, but I mean the kid's a freak. Uh, he's six five and can run, and he catches the ball well. So there's a lot of things you can do with that. As long as he learns to get off press and and deal with corners in his face, he's gonna he's gonna be one heck of a ball player. Oh yeah. Uh, what is each of your favorite uniform combo at Virginia Tech, or one from the past that you guys could bring back? I would love, love, love to wear the Hokie Stone uniform again. Or wow. Us wear it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now I can't do the same one that <coughs> he did. I didn't know that um, one was that popular amongst uh, amongst the current players. So would you want to go – we've done it before where we went the uh, hokey stone top and the white pants, or would you want to go with the full black top to bottom? White, hokey stone, white. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a sharp look. That'd be hard. I like our all-white uniforms. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. I'm telling you, I think the all the all white is is crazy. I know it's people. People drive me nuts with the with the we can't wear this uniform because of how we performed in it previously. I th- I'm not of that school of thought. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, but the all white is a is a phenomenal phenomenal look. Um, next question here for you, Braxton. What the question from Patrick Lawrence was? Why is Virginia a superior state to Oregon? Uh, to be more hashtag inclusive. I will ask wordsmithing, what are some of the pros and cons of the state of Virginia and Oregon? Um, let's see. I mean, Virginia, you got Virginia Tech football. Okay. See, we don't we don't really do much besides play football here. So um, you got the Cascades out here. Yep. Um, Oregon, we I don't know. In Oregon, I didn't really I didn't really like Oregon with all the rain. There's more sun, sun in Virginia, so that's why Virginia's a better state than Oregon. Okay, okay. Uh, Brock, will Coach Fuente ever smoke a cigar with you? He better. He better. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sounds like a threat. 
Nah, nah, you'll you'll catch me and me and Fu in the locker room vibing after a big win this year. <laughs> vibing, vibing. Who who asked that question? That was also Patrick Lawrence. Patrick, man, it's a weird question, but <laughs> I love it. Vibing, great vibing. it worse. Oh man. Uh, Brock, you guys, so when you guys are vibing in the locker room, are you guys listening to Tyler Childers? I saw, I saw the, uh, the highlight video come out like a month ago with White House Road. Are you a big Tyler, Tyler Childers fan? Yeah, I kind of started, uh, around last summer. Uh, I heard like some songs and then just kind of got hooked on them and just started listening to them ever since. Tyler Childers is fantastic. He's the man. Um, do we still have uh, do we still have White Boy Wednesday at the locker room or has it uh, Brock? If you're in charge of the in charge of the radio, I, I'm not in charge of any any music. In Who is in charge of the radio? Braxton is in charge of the radio. It, it, have- it goes. It, it's really like uh, Tink Boyd, me, Trey Turner, and Fuga. Really wow. between, is there are there certain days where certain music is played or is it kind of just a hodgepodge fuga does a good job of like asking other people what kind of songs they want so man of the people I normally go straight r&b okay and okay. then you get most of your rap from tink and trey got it they'll, they'll throw some surprises in there though oh okay um all right well we've reached the end of our questioning um so you guys uh you guys have at it. <laughs> All right. I got uh, one for Patrick to start. Go for it. How did you get your face so clear and everything else so blurry on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to throw a filter on your Zoom, Braxton? What are, what are, what are, Dude, I've, been in, I've been in all these classes. I didn't know we could do special <laughs> effects like blurring the rest of the room up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is a feature. It is a feature on Zoom. You can blur uh, blur out your background. So actually, the I'll poster. Try to there's something like, what's 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 on the poster? <laughs> Let me see. Can I do this while I'm still? I think on? if you go meet it. I think if you go uh, Zoom and then preferences and then background filter. I can walk you through it right now, uh, Braxton. You just are you on a Mac? Yeah. Okay. So click on the yeah. Zoom I just did. Window. Click on the Zoom window. Click. Uh, click Zoom preferences bang and then hit background and filters and then you can literally here's a beautiful picture of new york city in the background now i'm i'm in the air i'm in new york great success (laughs) great success success. there you go so while we're at it i i not not san francisco i look i like california i can't do san francisco there you go now you're on la jolla you guys are in wherever the heck that is Billy, what's your favorite thing besides Dave's hot chicken that you've eaten in San Diego since you've lived there? Oh, man, that is a good question. Uh, So I go to this place. My favorite place to eat is South Beach Bar and Grill over in uh, over in Ocean Beach. Um, I usually they have calamari that comes in strips instead of ringlets and it's one dollar oysters. So I'm just, you know sucking down oysters and getting uh getting pitchers of beer uh that's pretty much how it uh that's pretty much how that goes so south beach bar and grill all right i'm gonna grace and we're gonna do something we do in the quarterback room all I right need you to take out your phone and go to your settings and go to your screen time and announce what your screen time was last <laughs> week. <laughs> i'm so glad you didn't ask me to do that <laughs> 
Actually, if every if everyone will do it, that'd be that'd be ideal. Now you have now keep in mind, we do run a business um, here at Sons of Saturday. But I'm happy. Actually, I'm pretty impressed with my time. Who do Bill, you we don't Bill. We don't need to hear the uh, the excuses. No, I'm impressed with my time. I bet my time's better than yours. How much would you bet? Grayson, are you muted? We can't hear you. It's better, it's better more or less. Better is All right, right, I got mine. And I'm down 22% from last week. So, dude, you're you're more than twice my time. (laughs) What is he? Five hours and five hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. That's half the time you're awake if you're up for 12 hours. (laughs) I'm on my phone a lot at work. I have to be. All right. What is yours, Pat? Wait, I'm trying to look at last week because today it's only giving me numbers for today. But I want to I want to paint the picture of last week. How do I do? That's that's a good point. I got yeah. I got you know. You just scroll back. You scroll back and do TikTok. You scroll back, man. All right, so I'm not I'm not I'm not as fired up about my time from the week before. So go back, Grayson. That's just your time today. So you've been on your phone for five hours and fifty nine minutes today. Um, and that today, is accurate. I've done nothing today. today. Not even over. So my time of last week's average was six hours and thirty minutes. more, yeah, more minutes. Yeah. So I'll go. There you go. Wait, 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 wait. Four hours and thirty-six minutes for Pat Grayson. What about you? Do you guys know who Cody Co is? Yeah. Uh-huh. You ever seen the show? The the Real Bros of Simi Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah Grayson looks like he's on that show. <laughs> i'll take that as a compliment that's hilarious all right one more one more uh since we didn't answer celebrity crushes we got to hear all all y'all's uh go ahead pat you gotta give me a second to think about yeah it. yeah there's like a few um name name them all rapid cara delavine is one she's bad as hell i <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Margot Robbie, man. Uh, oh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Wolf of Wall Street. Elizabeth Olsen from WandaVision. She plays Scarlet Witch. I'm going to have to double down on, uh, on Margot Robbie. I think that is, a, that is an absolutely fantastic pick. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, there, there's not, you're not going to hear a lot of... Uh, a lot of disagreement for me. I'll listen to Pat. I'm still combing my brain. I don't want to piggyback. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, I got two. One, Kelsey Ballerini. Country singer. Okay. Uh, two, this is, a, this is a curveball, but I'm just thinking of movies that I've watched recently. Um, Pam from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher, dude. She's great. Oh, if we're doing that, then I'll do Sloan from Entourage. Oh, very good choice. Yeah. I'm um I watched Hall Pass last week, which is a classic. Uh Uh-huh. And uh yeah, Jenna Fisher. Yeah, Jenna Fisher's great. Um, I don't know if she's my celebrity crush though. What Jackson? The chick from Fight Club. Has anybody seen Fight Club? Hella Helena Bonham Carter. That's a horrible. That's, that's, an that's a horrible pick. <laughs> um, well, all right, guys, this was fantastic. I loved every second. Grayson, we're still. You still haven't told us what your screen time is, so I'm. I gotta figure it out. Right number. Uh, we'll <laughs> out. Uh, Braxton, Brock, wishing you guys nothing but the best. Wait, wait, wait. 
Should we what? do Sharky? We got to do Sharky. Oh, shout- yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout-outs. Yeah, this has been fun. So you, this is your time. Whether you want to plug your Twitter, whether you want to plug, um, you know, a, a cool hot yoga class that you took in Christiansburg um, or, or something like that. Uh, this is your time. So plug whatever you guys would like to uh, like to plug. I mean, the season's coming up and we got fall camp. So this won't be happening as much. But if anyone wants to come out to intramural laser tag, we go uh, 1230s in Christiansburg. Um, 1230 on Sundays? On Sundays. Okay. Yeah. Christiansburg, we need some competition. We're currently 57 and 0. Um, Actually. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So now, I, that'd be impressive, but are most of the people you're playing against, are they like in fifth grade? Like what is the, what is the talent level at this, at this laser tag place? We've played a couple of four year olds. Um, <laughs> we really were more athletic than them though. So like our comms were better. So we really, really, really whooped them. So yeah, I'd say mostly age range, like 12 to 18. Okay. Brock, your shout outs. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Brock. <laughs> Brock, Brock likes to clout. Brock, Brock likes to clout. Go check out all my TikToks. Big <laughs> off 76. Be off 76. Fellas, appreciate the time. Best of luck this year and uh, get your uh, Zoom background figured out. That's going to be big for uh, for this upcoming, uh, this upcoming school, uh, school season. Sounds good. good. Appreciate you having us. Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know just what you're thinking Please don't go to sweat sinking Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day Dude.